Alright guys, welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network. Welcome to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon, formerly known as the Deacon of Real Estate Podcast. We decided we wanted to clean it up a little bit, make it sound a little more uh, professional, so to speak. So, But the Deacon is still here. Oh yeah, we're going to be way more professional today. We're always super serial. Absolutely. Um, so, But Alex, how are you today? Good sir? I'm good, man. And I, I hear yeah. we're, we're here today to talk about... Um, Maybe some shortcuts. You know there. what I'm really happy about? Though? What are you really happy about? <coughs> it's not zero outside. I'm so happy that it's not zero. Yes. I think it's like 28, man, and it feels wonderful. Do you know that in the past, uh, the, just this year alone, and I won't tell you, we're, we're taping this on the 19th day, we've already had five days that have hit negative negative temperatures. What? It's pretty crazy. Um, and we've been in, since Christmas, we'd have 15 days in single digits. That sucks. So... Right that's now, a pretty it's solid 20 32 days. right now and sunny. So I'm loving it. Okay, so it's a heat wave here in Pittsburgh. It's Yeah, this is bust out the shorts and tank tops. Boom! But we're going to talk about what today, Adam? Uh, I think maybe something, some real money savers, some okay. construction shortcuts maybe that, that we can make. I would love to talk. I'm sure that's a good topic. And there's always ways to save money, but there's also ways to, you know, you step over a dime to pick up a penny so to speak mm-hmm. so hey i'm gonna save money here but you're really shooting yourself in the foot so there are certain things you can do to shortcut your construction costs without really affecting the quality and everybody always has a different concept of quality so it's that's just a mm, it's subjective it's super subjective yeah okay. so i mean <laughs> You know, some people want to do that flip perfect, and if you're going to be perfect and you're anal like that, it's good to a point, but it also can get you in trouble because there's going to be delays, longer holding costs, you're going to go over budget, and you're going to do things that the average eye is never going to pick out. It's not your house. You don't have to look at that that drywall bead corner that has to be absolutely perfect or you'll drive yourself insane because you got to see it every day because you live there. Right. If it's off a little bit, I mean... So be it. Uh, there's a company locally called Ryan Homes. They're huge, right? I think they're in maybe multiple states. Miranda Homes, Heartland Homes, other builders, even custom builders. If you're walking through their houses, they're not perfect. Yeah. Right. So you don't... And these are people that are pay, buying $400,000, dollars $700,000 and up homes. They don't have to be perfect. Right. I mean, and, and this is seems to me that it's... We would in a perfect world. There's perfection in everything, but this it's a, a home is a complex build, guys. This is mm-hmm. not you're not always going to have. It's these aren't Legos. They don't seamlessly snap together. Yeah, I tell you what. What can save anybody who's not even experienced in doing a flip or you know buy and hold is if you get the property at the the right price, it gives you a whole lot of room to screw up, you know, or to do things that are not needed. But you know, your personality just dictates that, yeah, it has to be perfect. Right. So that always cures any problems is buying the property at the right price. But very few times do you have the luxury of getting at such a low price that you can make mistakes. And if you want to do a high volume of this or even just a medium volume of flips and buying hold, uh, you have to buy the property at the right price, but you're not always going to get at the perfect price. And you're going to have to do the things that allow you to take shortcuts and save, you know, a few hundred dollars per room and maybe five or six hundred dollars on the exterior. At the end of the day, 
that could equal four or five thousand dollars. And if your profit margin on a flip is twenty, and you're saving four or five thousand on things that are needless and don't need to do them, and it's not going to affect the value or the quality at all, then you need to do that because right. five thousand times thirty flips in one year is a significant amount of money. And no matter, and I'm glad that you said that even some of the newer homes, like brand new homes that, that are custom <clears throat> construction, mm-hmm. no home is ever from from the jump. Every home has its quirks that you never really know until you've been there for a year or two years or three years. You know, mm-hmm. so and, you know, with a house flip, it's not going to be any different. And, and I, I think that a great way that you know that I'm hearing it as a, as a very, as a novice, I guess, in this is um, don't break your back trying to fix things that might not that might be unfixable. And, and what I mean by that is if there's a certain wall of the house that's constantly cold, there's really not much you can do about that if a wind comes whipping through. I mean, other than maybe put 16 layers of insulation, but what, what mm-hmm. sense does that make? You know, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to be funny about it, but I guess that's more of it. Don't drive yourself crazy trying to make something perfect when perfection can't be reached. Yeah, absolutely. If it's not going to affect the value, um, then don't mess with it. So a good example is um, on roofs. Okay, so we get houses that need roof replacements all the time uh, it's it's very common to go over a roof with new shingles okay now the down some roofers won't don't like that because it kind of voids the warranty meaning that roof so I always get a 30 year a higher quality dimensional shingle 25 or 30 year mm-hmm. and I put them over the roof if the roof's not too bad you know it's just it's 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 in good shape, but it's definitely worn. It's going to come up in the next five years as being, um, you know, past its useful life. And or a home inspector is going to say, "Hey, look, that roof is, is pretty much shot. You're going to have to replace it." So you might as well do it now. So what we'll do in many cases, we'll just overlay the roof. And what does that do to the the life of the roof? It might it might shave five years off the roof. So that roof's only going to last maybe 25 years instead of 30 so it, does it really matter do you really need do you really want to provide a 30-year roof to you know a home buyer right. i mean what's right. wrong with a 25-year roof right. you're, you're supplying a new roof with new dimensional shingles on it you don't have to tear off the old roof that saves you money there uh, saves you time saves you dumpster fees and you know overall a four thousand dollar roof may cost thirty two hundred that's $800 you can save right there. So that's one trick. You always can't overlay a roof. Sometimes they're so bad you really need to start over. Okay. Okay? Another thing to look at is uh, gutters on a roof. Okay? If they're in good condition, but let's just say they, they're moldy looking, they need cleaned, or somebody had painted them in the past, and now there's you know the paint's scraping and peeling. <clears throat> what should I do? Should I put all new gutters on it? Well, most roofers will say just replace all the gutters. So get a price on the gutters. If they replace all the gutters is three thousand dollars, or you can hire a painter, or that roofer will do it for you, and he'll go up there and pressure wash the gutters, seal them, and make sure all the gutters are sealed and the downspout tubes are sealed and the downspouts are are properly secured, and paint everything. And you can do that for fifteen hundred. We'll do it for fifteen hundred. It's not going to add any value when you sell the house. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to affect the value is in ten years when that homeowner needs to. They're going to need to scrape and paint the gutters, or they're going to need to replace them. 
Which they'd probably have to do anyway. I mean, it's just it's it's Depending just the cost of doing business. If yep. you want to supply new everything for your homeowner, then you're just going to cut into your uh, you're you are going to cut into your profit because believe me, no one's ever going to pay more money for a house that has new gutters versus freshly painted gutters. Right. It's never going to happen. Most people wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah, I would never know. Now, where it can make a difference is if you shortcut everything, mm-hmm. right? You shortcut replacing the front screen door and fix it. You shortcut and paint the gutters. Uh, you shortcut and don't paint the baseboard, just leave it the wood trim, which is nicked up a little bit. So what happens when you shortcut, 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 especially on a higher-end flip, people are going to start to get that that impression that this is this whole thing is a shortcut. Right, exactly. So there are certain things you need you can shortcut on and certain things you can't. And, and don't get me wrong, shortcut doesn't mean lower quality. Shortcut just means I'm going to supply a good quality product that looks super clean. And again, those gutters are going to last five or ten years painted. Or if you want to go ahead and replace them, then go right ahead. But that's, let's say, a thousand, that's two thousand dollars of savings right there on this particular project that you're saving with the roof and the gutters. Wow. That's that's big time money. I mean, you do enough of them. That's that's big time money. It adds Absolutely. Up. What do you think? Like Ryan Holmes or Miranda Holmes, <laughs> they cut corners everywhere. They probably cut more corners than I would, um, for sure. I mean, I, I know they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got they pay their contractors very little. They want them to pump out volume. Their quality is typically lower, mm-hmm. and you know, so be it. That's just the way it is. It's getting things done less expensive up to code and as quickly as possible and yeah, theirs is like mass production it's, it's like they're making telephones it's like mass producing mm-hmm. homes it's like boom boom and so yeah, yeah I mean and so mistakes are going to be made I mean it's that's just the, the nature of the beast um, what are some other good uh, shortcuts alright so I mean we can we can just continue focusing on the outside maybe yeah, absolutely um, during the winter time it's not a bad idea <coughs> what would be some other shortcuts I, I tell you what, what I do a lot of times is if a screen door is in bad condition mm-hmm. and it, it really, and let's say you're going to put a new door on the house, I would replace the door with a nice quality door. Don't go over the top. It depends. If you're selling a $500,000 house, you're going to want a couple, maybe a couple thousand dollar door or a thousand dollar door. If you're, if, so it depends on the door. But... Um, it's very rare that a screen door will sell a house. In fact, if you look at any new home, they don't have screen doors on them. New construction, they don't put screen doors. Yep. So why would you put a screen door in a house you're going to flip? I'd put a screen door in a house you're going to rent because the renter's going to want to open their doors and lock the screen door and have ventilation. Mm-hmm. You have to. Mm-hmm. But on a flip, to spend $500 on a really nice screen door is a complete waste of money. And that's where people will make the mistake. So there's another five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So screen doors can go if they're in good shape. Keep them. If they're in really poor, deplorable shape, and you're going to flip the house, I wouldn't put a new screen door on. Okay. But you'd say for renters, it's it is a good idea. Like if if it's yeah, because I mean, rent, renters is a different. It's an entire different business model. Okay. Renting rehab versus flip rehab, mm-hmm. different. All right, so that's one exterior. Um, 
What else? Light fixtures. I always like to do new light fixtures. There are some things that you just should should do new, unless it's really a nice light fixture. Just go ahead and replace it. Always, I always do a new mailbox. These are the small things that are costing you $15, $30, but they make a big impact because people see them. The house numbers are clean and a new. huge difference. Yeah. Sometimes the, the little things matter sometimes more than the larger things. Mm -hmm. It's It's... Even I know um, that. Another one is a garage door. So if a garage door is just completely battered and you want to try to patch it, and that's probably not a good idea. Maybe on a rental you would do that. Because a rental and a garage door that's patched and painted and looks clean is not going to get you any more rent than if you had a new garage door. But if you're doing a flip and a garage door is just in poor condition and you're just trying to massage it and get it through, probably not a good idea go with a new garage door but many times we'll scrape and paint an old wooden garage door okay. lube up the tracks make sure that the safety cables are in place make sure that the um, the springs are good and it's functioning and paint it and it, you won't get any more money on a house that has a new garage door versus a nicely refurbished garage door so gotcha. you have to weigh the options on that I mean that's pretty much it because I'm sure there's things we're missing, but like painting, you really can't shortcut on painting. You want to use a good quality paint, good quality primer. So don't shortcut paint. Yeah, and you never want to not paint something because that's the, as far as when you're rehabbing, painting, cleaning, carpet, those are the three cheapest things. Okay. And they're least amount of money, but they, they're the first things people see. They see paint, they see flooring, and the places to be clean. So why would you not spend that money? It's the least amount of money spent with the best return. So we can go to the inside. Mm, I'm going to defer to you. What do you think? What's a sh maybe a shortcut that you can think of? What about, is there is there anything with the heating? I mean, we just talked <coughs> about the furnace, you know, furnaces, anything like that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, a good shortcut on heating would be... All right, so you're going to go with, like, this ultra super expensive... Cadillac furnace okay I guarantee you they don't use the super ultra Cadillac furnace on track builders like Ryan and and Miranda I just keep using those because those are the most common home builders in our area it's Ryan Homes and Miranda and they both build a good quality new home I'm just saying I use them as the model because those guys are far vastly more experienced than I am they build thousands of homes a year you have to look at people that are more successful you to do it at a high volume and learn from them. So mm -hmm. they don't put the super high um, expensive furnace in. So I'm not saying you should put the cheapest furnace in. I would just say you'd find a medium grade furnace, have that installed, and be done with it. Make sure it's installed by a professional too. Because you don't want to mess around with something like a furnace which can be a safety issue, fire issue, any sort of health or safety issue you want to have a professional who does that yeah don't send me in there that wouldn't be a good idea <laughs> so a, like a good furnace um now do i go with high efficiency do i go with uh, a medium like 80 percent, 85 percent efficiency mm -hmm. to be honest it depends on the project and on your budget if your chimney's in good shape in very good shape then i mean there's nothing wrong with going with a lower efficiency good furnace. I don't think 
the average home buyer is going to fall in love with a furnace. They never do. Right. They walk in the front door and they fall in love, first of all, with the outside aesthetically mm -hmm. and the curb appeal. They walk inside and they fall in love with the layout, the colors, floor plan. the floor plan, the, the way the granite is or however countertops you use, the, the kitchen, the recessed lighting. That's what they fall in love mm -hmm. with. They don't walk immediately to the basement and say, I do not want this house because that furnace is the wrong color and it's the wrong efficiency. Like well, like we've talked about before, I've never gone into a place where I've rented because I've yet to, to be a homeowner myself. But I've never gone into a home and, and said, "Hey, let me feel underneath the, underneath the sink and see what the draft is like behind mm -hmm. these pipes." You know, right. it's just something that you learn as you as you have a property. So yes. um, next would be what about what about the pipes and stuff like that? What about uh, well, just to uh, continue on with the oh, furnace. So, do you go with the high efficiency or do you just use the chimney? Right. Right. Because the high efficiencies, they'll vent uh, externally outside the, the basement walls. So that could be a difference of three to $500. Okay, just there. And then again, if you want to go with a super-duper Cadillac furnace, you could be talking at another $1,000 above that. Wow. So there's more savings that aren't going to really add any value. Right. And you're still providing a good quality product, a furnace that's been tested and used thousands of times in other homes and, and you're fine and it's rare that we've had the winters like we've had this year it's typically not as cold mm -hmm. so you know going with something that's going to save you money we hope to not run the furnace as much right <laughs> another one is a hot water tank so most hot water tanks in this area are gas gas is less expensive to use than electric so overall, during the course of your year, your budget's going to cost you more to use gas and electric. Does that really matter to you as a flipper? Probably not. No, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to get you, I'm going to put in the hot water tank that's going to be the cheapest for me to install. Mm -hmm. And again, nobody ever looks at a hot water tank if it's electric or gas and says, I mean, very, very few people. These are, you might get a few that are like budget conscious, like to the nth degree. But most people are just going to look and say, oh, it's a new hot water tank. Mm -hmm. So, Because sometimes if your flue, if your chimney is completely blocked and you got to do a new chimney liner, that could be a $1,000. And it could be the dead of winter, so you need to get someone up on the roof. You can't put a chimney liner usually in the dead of winter. Certain, you know, certain safety issues there. And if you're doing that flip and you can put in the dead of winter, you could put an electric hot water tank in and get wire to it. It's probably going to cost you about the same as a regular hot water tank because they're less expensive to buy, but you're not going to have to do that chimney liner now. Okay. So you saved yourself potentially a thousand dollars there. Gotcha. Okay. So do I do electric because the chimney? If the chimney liner's crap, then it, in my opinion, you just go electric. If the chimney liner is in great shape, then you know go ahead and put a gas one in because it's going to cost you just as much because on electric, the tank's less money. But now you have to run electric to the tank, okay. where if the gas was already there and the chimney flue is fine, all you're doing is swapping out. So it's going to cost you about the same. So just what we talked about, which is a roof, gutters, screen doors, furnaces, mm -hmm. hot water tanks. I mean, easily $3,000 of savings. Maybe more, depending if you're going with Cadillac versions of hot water tanks and Furnaces versus average. Okay. So minimum three thousand dollars, potentially more. Wow. That's a lot of money. We haven't even gotten into, you know, kitchens and ceramic versus 
laminate versus vinyl versus hardwood versus carpet. You know, all that really makes, it will just add and compound to your potential profit margin. Wow, that's amazing. Not really amazing. Well, when you, that's when amazing, you, Alex. When, when you take a step back and think oh, about it. Alex, that's amazing. Well, okay, I, I don't typically deal with um, <laughs> money, <laughs> this much monies that get transferred in, yeah. in one little transaction. So for right. me, where I'm used to a little bit lower end stuff. But um, when you when you really think about it, though, these are things that that you know your your typical whether it's a flipper or a, a potential buyer or investor, I mean whatever. These are things I, I see why people would think that okay, it's important to put the best the best possible heater in there. You know, I, you can see how you can get you you can get tricked into that. Now your own home, yeah, you might want to do that. Right. You know, your own home, you might want to put the gas hot water tank in because maybe that hot water tank over the course of the year costs six hundred dollars to run. And maybe with electric, it's seven hundred. I'm just making these numbers up, but I have no idea. But that's a hundred dollars savings. So over the course of ten years, that's a thousand dollars savings. Would it be better to do the gas versus the electric? Right. And sometimes I think honestly, electric's better because gas is fire. You have fire. You yeah. have carbon monoxide potential. You have safety hazards. So if you go with electric, you eliminate most of that. Yeah, I agree. The safety with that. Ha- the safety issues with electric, I would think, are less. Than any safety issues with hot water tanks, but I don't think so. Just, just my opinion on that. So what else, good sir? What else? Uh... Okay, uh, another one would be <coughs> like kitchens. Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh. I don't like to use cheap kitchen cabinets, but I, you know, this is my personal opinion. This is like one of my pet peeves, right? I don't like to use really cheap cabinets. I just think it gives you a, a crummy finished product. And I will spend a little more on a kitchen. So, for example, um, you'll get I'll get kitchens that are more solid wood than like a cheap cabinet. They're a better construction, so the the drawers are put together with I think what they call dovetail. Okay. It's a it's a type of woodworking term, and the cabinets are usually soft closed drawers. You know that's pretty common today. You see that a lot. Soft closed doors and 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 doors. And we'll typically go with a better countertop. Countertop because we'll go with granite in many cases. Granite's hot right now, but I think that's you know probably change. It comes and goes, right? Styles come and go, but granite um, is so hot right now. We might spend an extra five hundred dollars on a kitchen, okay. just on the materials, versus if we went cheap. And to me, that's five hundred dollars well spent. Especially if you're saving when you're kind mm-hmm. of scraping on. The like I said, there's there are certain areas I think this is my opinion. So everybody has. I'm sure there's a flipper out there that does ten more, ten times the flips that I do, and they they have a completely different method. This is just my method. I don't like the shortcut on kitchens. Okay. Now I will. You know, a lot of times I have partners. And certain partners like ceramic floor, they live and die by it. Sometimes I think a vinyl floor is just as good. It depends on the product. If it's a $150,000 home and you can go vinyl and it looks really good, I've sold a lot of flips with vinyl homes. But my partner, one of my partners, he likes ceramic. So he'll spend the extra $1,000. He'll do the the 10 by 10 foot kitchen with ceramic or I'll just do vinyl. Or I might do a nice laminate. So flooring, there can be savings in flooring too. 
I think that's something that you know your comfort level has to be there and you have to test the market but I've done enough flips and I know market trends and I know where we are in a certain market if we're a $500,000 home versus a $100,000 home you know you have a smaller margin so it's just it's important to know your margin and, and to know what's going to make you money and what isn't these are just some of the, the small items that that I do personally that I think ultimately at the end of the year put more money in my pocket and don't really affect the value gotcha you know or the product it don't doesn't affect the product considerably you know I'm not I'm putting I'm not putting in the best furnace I'm not putting in the best everything but I'm trying to to give my my buyer a good product that they can live with for the next 10 years without any any failures and so in a way it's almost like what we what we've spoke about today like you kept referencing like you know with the Cadillac model it's almost like thinking about the home as the Cadillac and everything we talked about just the tires you can buy the most expensive tires in the world you mm-hmm. can, or but you can there's not always the need for it you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, mm-hmm. so why buy racing tires if you're never gonna race true yeah that's a good, <laughs> that's a good analogy I try that's why I'm here <clears throat> you did a good job thank, thank you. you but I think that covers it and a lot of this stuff we cover in our workshops that we have and when we do our bus tours, we'll go to the projects. Like sometimes we'll go see, we'll go see a rental project. We'll go see a higher end flip, and we'll go see like a medium grade flip. And we might go see, you know, low end rental versus a high end rental. We'll go see four or five different projects, and we do that on our bus tours, and it's real helpful because people get to see hands on what what a vinyl floor looks like versus ceramic, and just to gauge for themselves what they're comfortable with. Where can people find you on Meetup? Um, the website is well. If you just Google Alex Deacon Meetup, there you go. You'll find it. There it's, you go. it's the only one out there. And then if you want to click on the uh, link and join the group, then you'll get free emails and information about you know when we hold our meetups, which is once a month, and what the topic is going to be for that month. She just had one this past weekend, and it was a nice success. Yeah, it was. Even we, we had really horrible weather, but we had about 25 people show up, which was good. There you go. There you go. So, Alex, uh, anything else you'd like to, like to sprinkle on here at the end before we before we sign off? Uh, bring on the sunshine, baby. That's all I want <laughs> yeah. to say. You're over this weather now, aren't I'm you? I'm so over it. I'm tired of it, too. Um, guys, listen, what we want you to do is please find us on Facebook. Uh, Alex Deacon. Uh, Alex Deacon's actually real estate investment. Uh, you look for that on on Facebook now. Alex has his own page. These are your his investment workshops where you're going to find a lot of pictures, videos, um, things from his his monthly meetups. We want you to go to dhre.com. Check out our weekly blog. Look for the Deacon Hoover Radio Network on iTunes, on Spreaker, on Google Play. Um, guys, make sure you're liking, commenting. Look for us on Twitter at Deacon Hoover. We're all over the place now. Uh, so make sure you're checking out dhrea.com. Guys, for everyone here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we will see you next time.